Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1954. To Cheat or Not to Cheat? Our Love-Hate Relationship with the Cheat Meal by Jill Coleman of jillfit.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy middle of the week Wednesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs to help you optimize your health. Now today is Wednesday and like I do every Wednesday, I like to share a little bit of inspiration with you. So here we go. Quote, it may be unfair, but what happens in a few days, sometimes even a single day, can change the course of a whole lifetime. Khaled Hosseini. All right, and now that we're in the right frame of mind, Let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. To Cheat or Not to Cheat, Our Love-Hate Relationship with the Cheat Meal by Jill Coleman of jillfit.com. I've had many competitors tell me that while they look forward to their cheat meal all week when prepping for a show, they can't stand the way it makes them feel after and they wish they never had it. So what gives? Is it better to cheat or not. In a nutshell, my opinion is to have one to three structured somewhat clean carb-ups in lieu of all-out cheat meals. This assures that each meal will go towards muscle building and leptin resetting, rather than spilling over into fat storage and water retention that will have you scrambling until Wednesday to get back to your pre-meal look. Why carb-up at all? The answer is hormones. Contrary to what many competitors may think, the cheat meal is not just given as a psychological coping mechanism through the dieting process. It's more a tool used to affect hormones in order to boost a slowing of metabolism, an unfortunate result of chronic dieting. Leptin. Many of us are familiar with the effect that carbohydrate intake has on the hormone insulin and the potential for fat storing and insulin resistance if carb intake is consistently too high. Think bloat and fat storage. One hormone, however, that many may not have heard of is leptin. Leptin is a hormone produced mostly by the fat cells, and it's a regulatory hormone for hunger and satiety. One way leptin is released is in response to refeeding, or a sharp increase in carb and calorie intake after a period of lower carb and lower calorie intake. Once released from stored fat cells, leptin moves into the bloodstream and crosses the blood-brain barrier. Here, it acts as a feedback mechanism in the hypothalamus to effectively induce the feeling of satiety, telling you to stop eating and decrease hunger. Leptin also communicates with the thyroid and induces a speeding of metabolism. 
low-calorie and lower-carbohydrate diets, such as a transitional contest prep diet over time, can give the body and metabolism the opposite message. Eat, conserve, don't build muscle, and slow down. This is a concept that many of us have heard before. Restriction of calories or carbohydrates for an extended period of time will cause the metabolism to slow. A strategically scheduled high-carb meal will help reset leptin levels to speed up a sluggish metabolism brought on by dieting, while spurring muscle anabolism. Interesting side note, ironically, obese individuals have high amounts of leptin, yet they can become insensitive to it, leaving them never feeling full. In order for those who are leptin-resistant to resensitize to its message, they must cut carbs and calories for some period of time. Serotonin. Many have also heard of the feel-good hormone, serotonin. It's a neurotransmitter that boosts mood and is often manipulated by medications for those suffering from depression. We all know that eating carbohydrates boost our mood, and the reason for this is that it boosts serotonin production. Low serotonin can be associated with increased cravings for sweets. This makes sense from a biochemical standpoint. Tryptophan, an amino acid precursor to serotonin production, is allowed greater entry into the brain when insulin is around as a result of decreased amino acid competition at the blood-brain barrier. This, in turn, increases serotonin production. Thus, when a diet restricts carbohydrate intake for long periods of time, and especially when combined with strenuous exercise, serotonin production plummets and manifests itself by way of increased cravings and hunger. Lower serotonin levels can also manifest via the zombie feeling that many competitors experience while in the throes of contest prep. It's not strictly an energy thing. It has to do with hormones too. Adding a structured, carb-heavy cheat meal normalizes serotonin levels and as a result, may help curb cravings. Also, from a psychological perspective, we know that having the carbs to look forward to encourages stricter adherence to the plan overall. Cortisol. The final hormone that's manipulated through carb cycling is cortisol. One way this stress hormone is released is in response to a fasting state, most notably when you wake up in the morning. During an overnight fast, cortisol is released to tell the body to start breaking down stored fat and muscle to use for energy in this carb-depleted state. Along with adrenaline, cortisol mobilizes stores from fat and muscle tissue to be used for energy. However, in short-term fasting, like an overnight fast, a greater amount of muscle is used than is fat. Thus, it would be beneficial to shut off cortisol circulation to spare muscle. This is also the mechanism behind long-duration, moderate-intensity cardio's impact on muscle wasting. Enduring hours and hours of steady-state cardio will raise cortisol, and, in turn, this may lead to muscle catabolism, especially when paired with a low-carb diet. Eating a meal containing carbohydrates will effectively shut off cortisol release. This is why many bodybuilders will eat a meal containing carbs and protein immediately upon waking. By strategically using carb-heavy meals one to three times per week, we can do our best to avoid long periods of excessive cortisol. Around the time that cortisol production begins to become excessively catabolic following a lower-carb plan, a high-carb meal is in place to lower this hormone and avoid muscle detriment. The right way to cheat. My opinion is to incorporate one to three structured high-carb refeeds per week, depending on how much fat you need to lose. 
leaner individuals will be able to get away with two to three meals each week, say Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And not only will they not store fat, but the meals will actually help them burn more fat via the hormonal mechanisms previously described. People with more fat to lose will likely need to stick with one carb-up meal per week, like on a Saturday. Here are my rules for getting the most out of your cheat meal and how to do it. Complete a heavyweight workout the day of the cheat, choosing to either work legs or do a full-body workout. Start with a protein and a green veggie or low-glycemic index fruit. Then, add clean, higher-glycemic index carbs like potatoes, rice, oats, pasta, bananas, pineapple, etc., and stay away from lots of simple sugars and processed chemicals from candy, ice cream, cakes, frosting, donuts, and so on. Eat to the point of feeling very full or even stuffed. Make sure this all happens in a single meal, meaning not a continuous binge from 6 p.m. to midnight. Imagine it's like a meal you would order at a restaurant. In fact, if you can, dining out at a restaurant is a good idea. Do not drink any alcohol. This opens up a whole other can of worms and throws a big wrench in the muscle-building, fat-burning plan. And try to keep the entire thing under 1,500 calories. Wake up the next morning, do some cardio, and wait 12 hours from the cheat meal to eat again. You just listened to the post titled, To Cheat or Not to Cheat? Our Love-Hate Relationship with the Cheat Meal by Jill Coleman of jillfit.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Jill said it right. We definitely have a love-hate relationship with cheat meals. It's like, We look forward to that day when we can finally have that slice or four of pizza. But then, right after that last bite, guilt starts to set in. We look forward to that cheat meal but feel awful as soon as it's over. So, maybe we can minimize those guilty feelings by following the steps Jill mentioned in today's episode. Now, word of caution. What she shared are for those that are often highly active. We're talking like, competitive bodybuilding or competitive weightlifting. So these tactics may not be the best for your average gym goer. But if you are really serious about this, you have a nice roadmap to follow. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.